Welcome back to Angry Fans. This is episode six of your favorite podcast where you can get pissed off, not feel any shame about it. You're welcome here. It's a safe space. I'm Scotty, as always, joined by Buffalo Steve. What's up, kids? And Turner. Yo, yo. This episode, we are pissed off about things people say that don't make any sense. I'm wondering, is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Uh, no. Is Bill Belichick a goner? And if so, where is he going? What do you think having a 37-year-old? We're on to Cincinnati. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. So maybe Cincinnati? I don't know. We'll get into it. The Dodgers having almost as much money as Taylor Swift. Oh, and we have another episode of What Would Taylor Do? What would our angry fans' alter ego do in a tough situation? As always, at the end of the episode, we will donate to a cause, and we have a good one this week. So let's go. I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! So for the final father fucking time, say it louder! I'm upset! I'm upset, too. I am now really upset after hearing that. What movie was that? Go, somebody. Come on. I can... Simmons, I can yeah, see okay. the guy. Yeah. I just don't know the yep. name of the movie. Whiplash. Can, yes. Ah. All right. What's he upset about? I think it's actually not drums. It's more about where can I watch the goddamn game this week? Seriously. It's it's very upsetting. I don't I mean, I understand the whole reaching out streaming, but they keep putting these games on different networks that not everyone has, and it's only available. It's a different paywall every week. You know, it's Peacock this week and Amazon next week. I tried to write down a list of all of them, and it's like there's too many. With Apple TV, I don't even know what Fubo is. I went to watch the Sabres game one night, and it was supposed to be on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. And then they changed it, and they put it on that Fubo or whatever, and I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is or where to find it. Right. (laughs) What is this? ESPN Plus is supposed there's a reason I have ESPN Plus because they told me all the NHL games are going to be on that. And then all of a sudden now they're blacking them out. Like, no, I have I pay for uh league pass with the NBA. Yeah, there's like six NBA cities I can't watch games because they're blacked out because of the local area. Like, I'm not that close to Milwaukee, guys. <laughs> Why are you blacking out that game? I get OKC, fine, Memphis, fine. Those are still, I don't get it, but right. we're close to those. But they've blacked me out of so many cities. Even paying for their service is useless. Yeah. Well, on the ESPN Plus thing, for hockey, the games that are owned by Canadian rights, like TSN or CBN or whatever, whatever, whatever God besides, CBC, yeah. Uh, you can't watch those on ESPN Plus. So if the the Sabers play the Maple Leafs in Toronto or whatever, you're not going to get to watch the game. Right. Which yeah. back in the old days with Directv, which was just a year ago, <laughs> NHL back Center last year. Ice, you could watch all those yeah, games. Yeah, I used to have that for that reason. The NFL, UFC, and NBA have this whole thing that they're trying to they're trying to make it uh, they're trying to make a shorter time period to shut down some of these illegal streams online. And what that's turned into is mm. this whole this whole case they're battling through, and they're saying they're missing twenty eight billion dollars a year to illegal streaming. It's like, well, we can't even we can't even watch the game. What do you want me to do? The best way to do it is some guy in his basement that just happens to be better at supplying <laughs> a, a a stream for me. Okay, I, I do. I also want to go into this. 
when it comes to the networks, because this is not about streaming. What I'm about to say is the other week you you witnessed this. It's all greed. I mean, we were on watching the game on CBS. We were waiting for the Chiefs-Bills game, yep. the biggest game of the day right. nationally. Yep. In the market where the Chiefs are located here, I mean, it's not, we're not Missouri. Kansas City, we're, right we're in here. St. Louis, right. but we're very close, and I would consider this the home market now because there's no St. Louis NFL team. Right. However, at 325 Central Time, we were watching the Jaguars-Browns game go into overtime. Really important game. And I was like, well, they're going to switch it any second, right? We're going to switch it. Nope. They didn't switch it at all. And I, we, we were we were watching on a phone. I was going to say, it was somebody's phone. We were all huddled around it. NFL Plus, but we're all huddled around it, and the Bills scored a touchdown in the first quarter, which we didn't get to see right. on the TV because right. they were still showing this Browns-Jaguars game that no one cares about. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe it's because, no, it is the market for the Chiefs. I mean, how right. do they justify that? Right. You would have you thought they would have left the in for the Browns in Jacksonville, in those uh, local markets, in those cities, they would have left that game on for them, but nationally flipped it on to the Bills Chiefs. It made I no thought that's sense. how that used to work. I'm pretty but, sure there's a guy in a room that can just be like that one, yeah. and you switch audio. It's that easy if you well, have League Pass. Why I don't? You're right. At the very least, could they at least double box it? I mean, no, they didn't yeah. even double box can it. I, you no, couldn't even box. watch the the game no. in a little box in the corner. I, I someone told me this might have something to do with gambling. That she <laughs> oh, think, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean ESPN bet right. has something to do with it? You mean now that we're letting you know uh, entertainment <sighs> facilities turn into casinos? Right. I think you know the family that owns a bunch of stuff in Vegas is the family that just bought the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I think gambling has a lot to do with yeah, a lot I of mean, things that's, that's going an, on. Yeah, of course it does. But I mean specifically that there's a new rule maybe or maybe an unwritten rule, I don't know, that the networks are supposed to let the games come to a conclusion if they're competitive. That's what somebody told me and that maybe, you know, because of now gambling being pervasive, they uh, want to make sure let, that the betters can see the end of the game. Let them go try and stream it somewhere illegally. I, You know, I'm trying to watch the game I'm here to watch. They can stream it wherever the, you know, the the problem is we were at a bar. That's the other thing. We were at a bar. It's tough for them to get these games to yeah. have them on every time. It's, it's not just for us at home. I get it. Fortunately enough, we can pull out our phone and somebody has the ability to watch it. But if you want your people to watch it, make it easy and attainable, and we'll we'll support it. I mean, people pay for it. Just make sure it's there when we want it to be there. Stay with us. Turner's getting turned up next. Angry Fans is brought to you by the Shamrock Pub, a St. Louis legend for well over 100 years. There's plenty of beer on tap. You'll be slamming pitches with no regard for your boss the next day or the rideshare driver taking you home. The Shamrock is an accredited venue for angry fans. Hopefully the doors are not padlocked when you swing by. But you're always welcome at the Shamrock. Yeah, we love the Shamrock, home of St. Louis Bills Mafia. We appreciate the support that they give us week in and week out. The hot dog bar is a revelation. Mm. It is. The hot dogs came directly from Buffalo, shipped in, especially for us. And they have Labatt on tap. You know, they they do it right. We get cake every week. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Don't don't forget to mention the pizza and the wings you got while you're there. That's yeah. right. Tuna's getting tuna. You dig it?
Let's talk about coaches. I was trying to pee. They don't have any bathroom. He punched Steve Kerr in the face. Absolute terrible shit. Turned up with Turner. Turner's getting turned up about what this week? Maybe this. I'm wondering is the time to start putting him as the best player of all time. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. Of course, that is the voice of Shaquille O'Neal. And who is he talking about, Turner? Steph Curry, and I get it. You know, everybody wants to shower people with praise, and and he's great, and all this stuff. If people have listened to the pod and you heard our our Jordan and LeBron debate, you you heard us go back and forth about what was going on with who's actually the goat in the in in the NBA. He's not anywhere near there. He he's he's probably the greatest shooter we've ever seen. Probably could be one of the you know best offensive threats we've ever seen. Um, but offensively is all you can say about him. Uh, he can't play defense. He might have been at best meh at defense. I, I just, Shaq, we don't need to hear it. Well, I mean, I think Steph Curry is one of the best offensive players of all time. Clearly, best three-point shooter, period. Yeah. Amazing ball player. Changed the sport. Yeah, yeah. So if there's a, an award for changing the sport, Maybe they should create one. He gets it. Sure. He wins. But as far as best of all time, you just, it's like apples and oranges. Right. You can't really compare Jordan and LeBron to a Steph Curry type Best player, player under 6'4. Because, okay, you can't, you just don't have the tools, but you're just not, you can't be the greatest. But here is um, what, here's what Russo, Christopher Russo, said after this. First off, we got to hear Shaq now do this. Shaq what? is, what, the fifth best center in the history of the NBA? What? What do you mean, what? Well, who, who's Shaq? the four what? ahead of Shaquille O'Neal? Have you, like you lost name, your you, you damn mind? For you? What? You want me Just to name sure, him? go ahead. <laughs> he went on to name him. He did. I watched that live, actually, as it was uh, going down. What did he say? He said, uh, Kareem. Then he said Wilt, Wilt, and neither one agreed with that No. because of the era he played on, sure. how much taller he was than everybody else on the court. He could just basically like stand there and dunk. Than everybody. Yeah, just like stand there and dunk. He also, had, he also played 48 minutes a game, averaged 48 minutes a game. So it's just a different time. Yeah. I believe he said Elijah Wan and Duncan. I mean, I've got Shaq in my top three. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I don't have Kerr in my top three of goats. I mean, that's not, I don't. You that, mean Curry? Or Curry, Curry. sorry. Right. Yeah, right. I don't. Great shooter. But I yeah, don't see cool, him as the dude. Goat. You know, maybe a shooting guard. You could call him the best, and he's not. If they if they call him a point guard, he might not even be the best point guard that's ever played because he's yeah, never led the league. The Magic in Johnson. Yeah, hello. Like somebody that actually <laughs> passed the ball is. I, I mean, what do we call a point guard? Like, does he bring the ball up and then pass it to the the big dickhead on his team? Sometimes, yes. And then that guy passes the ball. So who is the point guard? I don't know. Steph Curry's not the goat. That's all there is to it. You know, and the thing about Shaq, he had such a physical presence that no one could match. It's hard for me. To, I mean, I kind of agree with Russo a bit here because Shaq is just, he just, like Wilt Chamberlain, had such a dominant presence over everyone else. And there's no way you could stop that. Does that make him the best player uh, at the center position when you consider all other things like shooting. Free, 
Free throws. Free throws. <laughs> he, that's fair. Defense. He, well, he was great at defense. Well, like he again, was a he was a brick a, wall. Right. Seven, but two, that was three, the thing. fifty. So, you're not getting you're not getting through him. So you could call him. And this is this is the same thing we we're doing with Steph and saying Steph's the greatest shooter. Shaq was the most dominant. There wasn't anybody that could do anything about it. It's a little bit LeBron because of how big he is. Nobody could guard him. Those the images of him throwing people off of him when he dunks are just are iconic. It's what his his posters are. I still like the fact that Wilt still has some records that nobody's gonna to touch. Was he the big guy? Yeah, I get it. I it's tough, but he's. Didn't he sleep with the most women in NBA history? Is that what? That's yeah, see, that's isn't that like, one of them? Yeah, that's, that's one, one of his records. records. Yeah, like forty hey, thousand. Yeah, I mean, come on, now. Count I'm the making the number that up, but it's that, that, in the that, tens of thousands. You that should be in there. It should be one of the factors. Look, it's on yeah. Wikipedia. I'm sure because <laughs> if 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 it wasn't on there and I was Wilt, I would have put it on there. <laughs> All right, we should move on and hear from one of our sponsors. Have you ever had homicidal thoughts about your head coach? At tailgate parties, do you get into fights with opposing fans, even the female ones? Are you prone to giving a middle finger to inanimate objects like your television or a brick wall? Perhaps it's time you tried the little orange pill with the power to wipe away all your rage. Tryptophanzin is the ultimate solution for the angry fan. Ask your doctor if tryptophanzin is right for you. Trypto. Fan. Zen. Trip. Two. Fan. Then. Linda! What do you want? Oh, shit! I was looking for Linda. I hope this is the wrong house. No offense. <laughs> My husband oh, okay. has a gun! I'm sure he has, madam. For all I know, he shot it while you scream. Perry! No, that's Perry! Not. This man wants to know where Linda lives! Another angry film scene to draw from. All right, guys, which movie is that? It is before my time, it sounds. Oh, this is a classic. I'm out. I don't. Arthur. Was that Arthur? Dudley Moore. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and he shows yeah, up. Yeah, you weren't born yet. I don't even know he who goes Dudley to the, Moore is. He's yeah, trying it's... to go to Linda's place, and he goes to the wrong apartment, a lo- wrong apartment building because he's so drunk, and then he opens the door, and that woman, <laughs> classic, just screaming her head off. Man, Perry, I his name was Perry, and forgot all about that movie. Dudley walks Holy away. Hell. Dudley Moore walks away, and he goes, "Perry, a dead man." <laughs> and then he walks into the, you know, shrubbery, and he says, yeah. "Oh, you're a hedge." <laughs> it's very funny. They did a I, remake wow. with Russell Brand, which don't bother. I was gonna say it's not <laughs> another movie I haven't seen, but don't bother. Watch Fair. the original. I brought that up because it just fuels my anger about whatever the next thing is we're going to talk about. I think it's bowls. I think we should talk about bowls. Yeah. I was like looking football, not Yeah, yeah. And their stupid names. Yeah. The ones that I saw this year were the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yep. Now that one I can oh, get behind. Look, who doesn't love a good Pop-Tart? I didn't know that I didn't know that Scooter's Coffee company had that kind of money to throw at a bowl. They've got their own bowl game. Yeah, who's like, playing in that one? Uh oh, it's already over. My bad. Yeah, we already it missed was, the avocados from Mexico. It was uh, <laughs> Marshall was playing somebody in that one. Beef State or whatever. Probably. God, it doesn't make. <laughs> any I mean, sense. Th- this is kind of the problem with the bowl right here. 
We are football fans. We are college football fans. We Absolutely. are sports fans. Right. And we did not even know that the avocados from Mexican Cure Bowl was on December 16th. Well, and I don't know why it would have been. What What was the purpose of Ball State and, you know, Knee State playing each <laughs> other? Who are they and why do we care? I don't. These bowl games are useless. Like, if you're actually good, why are you playing? Because you're going to go to the NFL. If I get it. You're going to be an engineer and you just want to play your final game. That's fine. But the guys that are actually playing football, these are stupid. FSU, why would they even play in the game? They've got like six guys sitting out. We won? Great. Yeah. You know, I'll take the trip, but I'm not playing. Cool free trip to wherever that yeah. game is. Yeah. The Florida State-Georgia game. I was kind of looking forward to just to see, okay, hey, you both got removed from the top four. Let's see. This is going to be a great game. And then Florida State has a handful of guys, all yeah. starters, opting out. Yeah, I, I think you, they're college football. Yeah. I think exactly what they're so doing now, is telling the NCAA, go screw off. Right. You screwed us. Well, we're not going to play our players. I don't know. It's aggravating to me. On, I get both sides of it, right? Sure. Georgia didn't have anybody opt out. They're, are, they're probably going to Mack truck Florida State. I mean, Florida State, uh, from my understanding, that freshman's going to play quarterback again. They were going to Mack truck him no matter what. Well, <laughs> I think well, it, I I think it would have been a closer game with Jared Verse in and Coleman and Benson and Bell and Wilson. Like, those are guys that are going in the NFL. I get why they're sitting out because now they, right. they, and, they and, do that, but it's still annoying to me because it's taking away from a good game. Well, and I appreciate Georgia wanting to play. That's good leadership. But but for real, if I'm an agent of any of those kids, I'm like, that's dumb. Don't play because if you get hurt, you're wrecking it for literally nothing. Here's a glass football we made for you. It's a participation trophy. Yeah, but then you get back to the whole point of, they're, they're student athletes. Sure. They're student athletes. They're not, I mean. But if he wins that game, he doesn't get his degree. He's going to leave after a year anyway. I know. It's just aggravating to me at the end of the day when they're student athletes. And now, over the last two decades, we've taken, we've gone away from that completely. They're not, they're Archie, athletes. Now. Archie they're Manning's going to make $2.8 million dollars this year. He made $3 year. million. Dollars. That's, Did you see yeah, that? Yeah. Brock was Purdy like, made like two. He played like 000. a handful of snaps for Texas, and the guy's going to make $3 million bucks. Can but, I give you a way to make the bowl games cool again? Yes, please. Hurry Be, up. Yeah. Because right now, they're, like we said, they're useless. With the, with the final games um, in a bracket, all the bowl games are kind of useless. It doesn't give you anything. So I saw this um, user, uh, Magnets Are Fun on Reddit, uh, said that we should have bowl week in the middle of the season where we can use the same sponsors, have these same games, but set it up as almost a rivalry-like week where we're creating games with that same type of thing that means something now. So at the end of the year, we're not just throwing a bunch of people into the tortilla bowl and hoping for the best. So like the FA Cup? In soccer, maybe? Yeah, in-season tournaments in, in the NBA. And, and the idea is that the, you can at use the it end as of a, the season, uh, it's a different thing where these players aren't going to play, uh, and the money is it's still the same. Right. The sponsorships are still the same. I think it's not a bad idea, uh, especially with the new 12-team playoff, because we're, gonna, we're all going to focus on that and all the bowl games that don't matter – except to the teams that are in, involved in yeah, them. Might as well make that 64 but, like the basketball tournament. Well, the whole another thing. There are 43 bowl games. 43 bowl games. Why the hell does there need to be 43 bowl games? Yeah, no, I think what they should it's do ridiculous. is if you don't do an in-season, which is I think is a good idea, an in-season. 
I mean, there are certain bowl games that do mean something to people, and there are matchups that I can't wait to see. For example, in our own state here, Missouri-Ohio State. That's a hell of a game because Missouri is the up-and-coming team in the SEC that everyone kind of didn't think was going to do anything this season, but they they had a hell of a season. Right, but when they win, what is that? What is that? Exactly. What, is, so, what do they so get? They're up against Alabama and Georgia, so and they're then, not going anywhere. So this is their opportunity to say, actually, we are going to be on the stage next right. season. Well, we got 48, 48, 43 bowl games. Yeah, 43. Why, why don't we have, instead of, because that's 80-some-odd teams, let's pick the best 64 teams like in basketball and then Mizzou and Ohio State can play each other and it actually means something because a game at the end of the year where I play somebody that means next year I might be good that's all bullshit we're going to lose people this is going to be a different team I want to win this year and I want it to mean something and if I have a sliver of a chance what happened to FSU shouldn't happen to people I should if I'm in the top 40 in the uh country I should have a chance to play I don't think we would see Alabama nearly as dominant if we allowed other teams to be in the situation. If we're going to have all these bowl games, we might as well just put them into play and let's see who's really the best. I think the talent in the NFL will get better because we'd have a better chance of seeing better talent. But you're saying like a 64-team tournament? You can't really do that with football. Why? You have That'd a be day, all you have season. A, you have a it's day, the whole season. Will you have a day of games that everybody plays like you have on the first day of, of the tournament? Uh, that Jake said he specifically when Mr. President was here was like, I love the day of bowl games. We still have a day where you play – Maybe not sixty four, so you're not playing thirty seven games. You can so play. So you take the top twenty five, even if it's thirty six, and you can have 13, 17, 18 games on one day. Wait a week, have another. I mean, it could last four weeks instead of three. We wait a month for these games anyway. We still don't get. They just started playing them, and we're not going to get the last one until January. You know, thirty one. It is now time for. What would Taylor do? What would Taylor do? All right, so it's our alter ego, Taylor. We'd like to, you know, be better at some of these angry fan situations so we don't get arrested or get in trouble in some way. <laughs> and I know that, you know, Buffalo Steve has been around a time or two when these angry fan situations pop up. I have. And so my scenario this week is you're at a game it's maybe in the middle of the game, and your buddy seems to be getting into trouble with somebody else. So you're not sure whether they're the aggressor, your buddy, or they're the ones getting attacked. My question is, what's your instinct, Buffalo Steve, before I ask what Taylor might do? Um, in a hostile environment, it would be to protect the camp, which is my buddies and our alcohol. So here's the deal. <laughs> I would be right there screaming with them probably – wouldn't ask too many questions about how this started. Just mm. know that it's escalated, and here we are. So, Imano, Imano, let's get it on. That's how I'd, I'd probably do it. I've done it, unfortunately, <laughs> before in the past. So. I was going to say, that's probably how you do it. You do it. You know, yeah. you have ex actual experience in this situation, don't you? I, I do. I do. So, what happened there? So, um, it was many, many years ago. There was a group of us. There was a gentleman that was lashing out at us. Uh, we tried to ignore him for as long as we could. Then we just started firing shots back at him. You know, not thinking it would escalate, it escalated. <laughs> so Punches yeah. or voice? Yep, uh, there was punches, there was blood, <laughs> oh, uh, there was a cop put in our section. All right, yeah. I think I get the idea here. All right, so in hindsight, what would Taylor do in that situation? 
Oh, and our, if she would have part of our group, she probably would have just ran up to the Blues fan, gave him a hug, tell him how much, you know, it's great to be here <laughs> in this kind of chaotic environment. She loves everybody. And um, probably just buy us a round of beers, calm the situation. That's- I would I would have had that dude disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't mess with the crew. He don't gone, mess he with gone. the crew. Nobody what, sees it. He's just not here anymore. Well, Taylor has her own crew. I think. I mean, our yeah. our Taylor, our Taylor yeah. is you know our angel Taylor. Uh, of course, yeah. very. I, sweet. I'm guessing she, she has, has a people crew. that makes those that makes those things happen for her. Makes people disappeared. That's what I would do. <laughs> Another edition of. What would Taylor do? What would Taylor do? We're gonna take a break and come back and talk about what. Bill Belichick, and maybe the Dodgers? Have you or a family member died from using the truck Tretofanzin? If so, we're showing the hell out of that company. Tretofanzin, more like trip to hell. When you pop one of the pills, your funeral arrangements are already being made. Contact the law firm of Smith, Brown, Johnson and Williams and Smith and Johnson. We'll make sure those pharmaceutical bastards pay out the wazoo. Go to our website and get into this massive money-making class action. Use the promotion code Pharmaceutical Bastards. Yeah, I believe they're getting some momentum for that class action. That money-making class action. I, I really want to see what happens here. I mean, both of our sponsors are sticking to their guns. They're both continuing to sponsor the podcast, despite the uh, the pill uh, trip to Fanzin making these claims that are now maybe not substantiated. <laughs> and going through the court system, we have a civil thing going on. So we're just going to let it play out. I mean, I'm just going to let it play out. As long as they're paying the money, I'm not say, worried about it. That's right. They're keeping the lights on. Two cents a week. What? This packet contains supplements, sir. No, no, no. My doctor gave those to me. They're, they're um, prefects. They're supplements, sir. They're, Bullshit, they're sen- man! Prefects! Prefects! Hey, buddy, ever heard of a line? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? <laughs> I can always count on Nick Cage to bring the anger to the next segment of Angry Fans. So let's go on to talk about this Dodger situation. I was thinking about it this week. I'm not as angry as I used to be about this. I grew up a Dodgers fan, so I'm, I, you know, I have a bias there. But I'm not like you think. No, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like I used to be pulling for the Dodgers. It's not the same anymore. It's not like my rabid fandom for the Bills or the Sabers. I mean, I can sit back and fairly be objective about this. It does seem unfair that the Dodgers can spend this much money and just collect. The One best roster in baseball. billion dollars. Yeah. However, at the same time, is it really bad for baseball? That will be my question to you guys. Well, I think baseball is continuing down a, a, a just a rabbit hole of people not caring about it. And so, yeah, this I don't think has any more effect than it did. They are going to continue to make their money, and that's why they were able to do it. But the whole setup, how they're able to defer and then slide under what is essentially called the competitive tax balance is also some real-time sneaky stuff that it's like, 
we put this tax in. We don't have we don't have a a, a limit. There is no cap. Right. No but we have this cap. thing that if you want to pay extra, and they're even cheating to slide under that. So they don't have to pay the extra money, even still promising, you know, $1.2 billion. Yeah, I, I think for the fans, the Major League Baseball fans, this is a good thing. In the sense of, in the sense of, no, no, Who's just hold fans? on. No, no. Every, I'm going to tell you, every fan, and this is why, they have now become the new evil empire. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are just throwing money to get a championship, right? They now, already now, no, did no, no, that. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know. No, but not, not really. Not, I mean, they like already didn't not, like them. Yeah, but not right. And this is my point. The Yankees, under the old man Steinbrenner, who I loved, went out and did all kinds of nonsense with money. Sometimes it worked. Most of the time it didn't. It hasn't now, a long time. He did end up with, oh, six titles, I think, uh, six World Series under him, I think. I'd have to go back and just double check that. But, but he spent money. And everybody hated him because he spent money, unless you were a Yankees fan. Sure. I think this is the Dodgers are going to make the same play here. They've spent all this money. It's Crazy. even better when they don't win, right? Sure. This is going to be beautiful. But they've become the evil empire now. So for as far as the fan side of it for baseball and these talk shows and everything, it'll it's dynamite for them. Right. At the other side of it, I look at it as it's ridiculous for baseball. But I'm going to laugh at the Dodgers at the end of the day if Yamamoto doesn't doesn't turn out to be anything. He's sure. never thrown one pitch in Major League Baseball. Sure, he was and, playing over in Japan, right. as as we know. Right, but not one pitch, and they gave him 375 million dollars. It's and, like uh, so. Going back to my uh, history with thoroughbred racing, used to work in the business, know a lot about it. I remember there was this horse called the Green Monkey who was a one-year-old, a yearling, bought at a sale for $16 million for one fucking horse. That's You've never even heard of this horse. Well, of course you haven't, because I'm about to tell you why. So they usually don't run until they're at least two and a half years old. So when you you are at a yearling sale, the horse still has a couple years to go before it even runs. So you're really speculating. Well, this horse, $16 million, finished fourth. In his best race. Fourth. Didn't hit the board in any races. $16 million. Wow. Point being that you don't know when you're speculating like this. Will it translate? There has been evidence based on other Japanese players coming over here and doing really, really well. That it's not a bad. I think you can have a conversation with a person. It's tough to know what a horse is going to (laughs) do. That's true. Yeah, but a conversation with a person, are they going to tell you how great they're going to pitch, and then they come over here and stink it up? I mean, you don't know. It's fair. It's, it, it's, it's a lot of money to just give to somebody without seeing them uh, do it in a situation they're going to be in immediately. Yeah, So, and I haven't, I haven't heard anybody say this, but just the things I've been reading about this kid, um, it's almost like Greg Maddox type stuff. Good lord, I, I'm just I thinking think, about that rotation. No, no, oh, yeah. it's doing the same thing. When, when Otani well, comes even back, with, even without Otani, they've got Yamamoto, Glass now, Walker Bueller oh, that lord. everybody forgets about. Yeah. Bobby Miller, the rookie who went 11 and four and had an ERA under four. Um, it was like three seven six or something. And then now Emmett Sheen, Sheehan or whatever. Yeah. I don't. I mean. He's another guy. He just two like of those guys spot. are going to come out of the bullpen too. I because I would imagine, yeah, Glasnow's cool. going to end up being their middle. Plus, their lineup yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, oh yeah, you got you got Mookie Betts. You add Otani as the DH. Freddie Freeman for first base. Will Smith, who's a good catcher and can hit. 
Max Muncy. Hmm. You got. I guess I agree with you, Steve. To some extent, that was kind of going to be my point. Is it's not bad for baseball to have an evil empire. It is not because in college basketball you have Duke, in college football you have Alabama, in hockey it's changes around. Yeah, but you're going to watch. Now this is going to be a thing because, like with Alabama and some of these others, the TV everybody's going to tune in. Yeah. To watch the Dodgers lose. I, w- I want to watch them lose. I, and, and I want to watch, watch those it. good people and you're gonna play. Tune but in, I and you're going to watch it's it. It's not even a thing because there's, there was like there was like 10 teams, quote unquote, 10 teams trying to get these players, and none of them even had a chance. It was It's it's like the it's like trying to get into the college football playoffs. You just got to know somebody. If you're a Mets fan, you got to be pissed. You have like one of the wealthiest owners in the world, and they haven't done jack. And they Man. told they told their their fans, hey, you know, we're going to try to get in the Otani sweepstakes. We're going to get in the Yamamoto. We're going to get Yamamoto. And then it's like being nope, a no Mets, dice. Like a no Mets dice. fan, a Mets fan, a Jets fan. <laughs> they all just rhyme with each other, don't they? <laughs> all right. Uh, another person who is known for, let's say, cheating, uh, Bill Belichick. Hey. Got some Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Then, Spygate, before the then, gate. yeah, before then and after then, has not done shit. And, you know, I think that there are, I think people simplify the argument because he is a good coach. He might be a great coach. He's a great defensive coach for sure. Yes. He's not a great GM at all. And I would argue that, you know, everyone always says that played for him, he could coach any position. Well, then why does his offense suck so bad? Awful. They're awful. So it's coming to that point where I think maybe he's going to be let go. Or more likely, Kraft goes to him and says, uh, you know, why don't you step away and we'll make it look like it was your decision. <laughs> yeah, that, I, no, I mean, right? it's I almost see like that. you need a good quarterback to be good in but, the NFL. So of who, course you do. Who was that guy? But one of the journalists came out back east. He's like the beat writer for them, for the Patriots. And he said that Bill Belichick's already been fired. He's already been told that his season's over. I mean, yeah, you can get through the season and Under then you're Cincinnati. gone. I still don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that him and Kraft have decided. I think that's a sit down after the season's over. I think that Kraft would. He's probably a great guy. I just dislike him because of his football that team. Gets handies in massage mm-hmm. parlors. Yeah, but they're probably going to sit down at the end of the season, and he's going to go. Two years from now, you can get hired by yada yada. See, is there a place where he Even though just, there's teams out there right now that would probably pay sure, crazy money for him. And maybe, yeah, and maybe trade. But is there a place where they, they can have that kind of conversation? They've been obviously working together for a long time. I've, I've seen a couple of people float that he'll stay around and they might try and um, find a new GM that can actually make the decisions that he's having trouble making. I think the other thing they would need is a, an offensive coordinator they really already want... have an offensive coordinator. They got Bill O'Brien to replace the two non-offensive coordinators that were doing the offensive coordinator position the, ro- well, the year before. You know, but there know. is no way in hell that Bill Belichick is stepping aside as the GM. Right? He no, that's why you got to get rid of him. Fired. That's right. why. Yeah. Because you, well, you look know, what he's done. Not, somebody comes in and says, "No, I'm in charge now." Bill Belichick's going to be like. Uh, no, fuck you. Right. I'm in charge. Yeah, but he's, yeah. you know, he's old. What if he just wants less responsibility? I want to, you know, I want to leave. I want to leave at three o'clock today and go hang out by the pool. That's not he's, his no, personality. He's, no, <laughs> he's got his clamps in on everything. And since he's been the GM, if you go back and look, 
They haven't been good. No, and their drafts have been mediocre. The only thing he's done well is let go of people before they got bad. He's he's been yeah, very he's good done. at cutting people loose, and that's a that's a good thing. But it, he just has not been able to find talent. I mean, is Zeke Elliott? What's he doing up there? I don't know, but I remember that don't, one. Don't shit him. He's a hometown guy. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Man, what's you brought he, up. What's he? What's he doing up there? They brought him in, paid him some money, and he just runs just, once or twice a game. Well, they brought in Cam Newton too under the yeah, Bill Belichick was, regime. That wasn't was real. We could idea. all see that from a mile away. That wasn't going to work. I wanted right. it to, though. I really wanted it to be fun, and it just didn't. I wanted it to be a train was, wreck, it and it was, it was. just <laughs> what I wanted it to be. Exactly a train wreck. But that's the thing they haven't, and and yeah, it's he he can't stay. They need to just rip the bandaid off, and well, and if he wants to keep coaching, he can have any I'm job su- he wants. I'm surprised, you know. I mean, the Chargers out there that have a quarterback and have a receiver, an aging receiver. Oh my but goodness! Still, I mean that that job is that'd be amazing. Be very interesting to see if he went out west and uh, him and Herbert and see what they could do. And they've had a defensive coach, so do you think the Chargers will want to hire a defensive coach again? Boy, I don't Bill, know. If it's Belichick, and yeah. he has to Other be my than, GM. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna that that could be that could be the thing. No, that could be the thing that holds him back, though. If he wants to be still continue to be a GM, right. As always, now it is time to donate to a cause, and we have a very personal one this week. We saw some information at the Shamrock Pub where we watch football games, Bills games, uh, because one of the guys who comes in there every once in a while, he's a cop in St. Louis, one of his family members was murdered. I'm going to read you what they gave us. It says, help make this Christmas merry and bright for the young boys and girls of the Tenorio family. Their father was tragically murdered while trying to enjoy a family movie this summer, shot and killed in front of his wife, leaving a single mother of four. The Tonarios come from a low-income Native American community north of Albuquerque, and all donations will go towards their wish list for this holiday season. So we have already pitched in to help out because uh, the guy that comes in, he's a great dude, and his family has gone through more than one tragedy. So that is what we're going to donate to. Great cause. Great cause. Happy to help out. All right, that is going to do it for Episode 6 of Angry Fans. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about the topics, the uh, ideas for the show. You can uh, catch us on Instagram. That is Angry Fans Pod. Angry Fans Pod. And wherever you're listening to the podcast, hit the like button if you can. Or tell your friends and family about it. We like word of mouth. All right. That is going to do it. Buffalo Steve, what do you got? Merry Christmas to all you knuckleheads out there. Stay safe. Happy holidays. And we'll talk to you very soon.